Has the global property crash already started? Well, in my opinion, it has already started. And I'm not just saying that out of some sort of doomsday scenario. This is based on on facts and figures, which I will go through to you in, in a moment. Now, we're not going to see the kind of crash that you will see in stock markets, which I think are also due for a crash. Uh, like stock markets can just crash in one day, as we saw in 2020, where they can go down by 30, 40 percent in a day. But then they can bounce back at the same day as well. With property crashes, they can be long and painful and take years to recover. I remember uh, the late 80s, I bought a property and, and sold it in, in, the, uh, in 1990 uh, and bought another one. And property prices had already started falling from the late 80s to 1990. And I thought that was it. But it took six more years before I got back the price I paid for that property. So I couldn't sell it for six years. I was in negative equity. Well, not quite negative equity, but you know what I mean? If I'd sold it, I would have lost money. And it took six years for that to recover. And many people at that time were experts were saying it would take 20 years for the market to recover. Uh, some lenders wouldn't lend in Docklands and, and all this sort of thing. Uh, so it didn't actually take 20 years, but it took a good 10 years before it was back to normal again. Uh, and and the, this, what I'm basing this on now is facts and figures and, and also what I see in the market myself. Look, prices in the US, Germany, Sweden, Denmark, one of the most expensive areas to buy property in the in the Europe and the UK are all falling. Then you, you're looking at Canada, New Zealand and, and these countries and China. Now, the Financial Times reports that there will be a global property meltdown this year, uh, especially in overheated markets like Canada and New Zealand. The market in China, which is a very difficult area to uh, gauge because you, you're not going to look on right move and see all the prices there. But China has, has suffered. The, the, the market now is at the slowest pace since records began in 1992. And we know that things like Evergrande and, and big companies are uh, uh, crashing over there. Um, so we, we know what, what's happening there, but we can't always see exactly what's happening in China. House prices in several U.S. cities have also been tumbling. Uh, th these include, you know, among many others, Houston, uh, Sacramento, Las Vegas. Now, people say Sacramento, that's in California. Everyone's leaving and going to Nevada. Well, they're also falling in, uh, in, in Las Vegas as well. I think in Houston, they've fallen by 15% in the last few months. So it's a big drop from, from the boom of that 20 to 22 period. Um, a lot of people argue, well, it's not down to what it was before 2020, but it, it, prices are falling. And, you know, it's, it's interest rates and, and the recession that's doing it. Uh, we've got 30-year fixed rates uh, mortgages in, in America. Now, they have longer-term fixed rates than they do in the UK, where rates here are typically fixed for two to five years. In the States, people can get a 30-year fix, which is great. But new buyers now are, are, are now being quoted like 7%, which is double the rate just over a year ago and the highest since 2008. So it's going to make it difficult for people to maybe to move or people to buy properties. And we know that the mortgage demand in the US is at its lowest for 25 years, lowest demand for 25 years. And uh, the, uh, the, the the average uh, people actually um, uh, house sales, the actual number of house sales is down by a quarter last last year. So things are pretty tough over there. And now getting back to Europe now. Denmark has suffered the biggest fall in the decade, where house prices fell 3.8% in the last or the third quarter of 2022. And, and yet their rates were only like 1.75%. It's not even as high as the UK. 
uh, and this is according to uh, Yahoo Finance. But in neighborhood, neighboring Sweden, uh, house prices crashed last year uh, in, in the last five months by 20 percent. In, in Sweden. Now, these are stable economies. You know, these are not boom and bust type economies. Uh, they have good economies. They're supposed to be the highest standard of living in the world in, in these parts of Scandinavia. And yet prices are falling. There's also warnings out for Norway, uh, oil rich Norway. Now, prices have fallen for the fifth consecutive month. I reported this recently in the UK where fixed mortgage rates uh, last year hit six percent. And, and that, that's really affected things. And that's pushed affordability beyond many buyers. In other words, the lender is saying, look, what we would lend you uh, last year when, when we could give you a 3% fixed rate or 2% fixed rate is not the same as we'll lend you now at 6%. Well, for obvious reasons, right? Uh, people won't be able to afford it. You know, the mortgage rates have doubled. So, so now how can they actually then afford things especially when average property prices now are hitting sort of 10 times average incomes, which it used to be three. Uh, when, when I was first buying, it used to be three. And it's much higher in parts, other parts of the UK, where it's at 12 or 15. Places like hotspots like Oxford's and Albans, parts of London, of course. Uh, and, you know, the, the, the average price incomes to, to price ratio used to be around three. And that was what lenders would lend you. They'd give you three times your salary or even two and a half times your salary and that was enough for me to buy my first property when my salary was quite low but because the prices were not way beyond my reach uh, I, I was able to buy at a modest income or two of us were on a, on a fairly modest income and you know nurses and teachers and uh, ordinary workers were able to buy in the London area maybe not in Mayfair of course but within commuting distance of London within half an hour train ride into London but now that they've been pushed further and further out as you know, prices have just gone crazy. So what will people do? Uh, well, well, obviously, if if people can't afford to buy, um, then they're not going to buy, are they? I mean, even renters in the UK, in London are moving out. Rents have gone so high they can't afford it. Uh, and, and in order to buy anywhere, they're moving way out of London in order to, to buy so, you know, what, what will happen in, this, in these circumstances, if people can't afford to, to, to buy anything, prices will either have to come down, they'll have to say we'll reduce asking prices, which is already happening, by the way, or uh, sellers are just going to sit on their property and say, well, I'm not going to move now, I'll just extend it or I'll just sit here forevermore, and the market will just sort of stagnate and come to, to a halt. Now, Bank of England raised rates again last week, uh, by, by half a percent to three and a half percent in a bid to just what they call fight inflation, which which they caused, by the way. It's their money printing, their QE uh, over the last 10 years that have caused this inflation, not not the war. Inflation was already the underlying inflation was already rising before the, the Russia Ukraine war. And now we are the ones getting hit. Well, in the in meantime, banks are reporting record profits, by the way, that the banks say um, that the top banks in the UK, the top four, uh, will, will reveal profits of something like 40 billion, or the top banks will, will, will hit 40 billion. I mean, HSB Barclays, 7 billion, Lloyd's, 7 billion, NatWest, 5 billion, Standard Chartered, 4 billion in profits. These are profits, not turnover. So, so they're doing okay. They're making a lot of money on, on mortgages, especially when base rates were almost zero uh, and, and, and they were charging sort of 3 or 4%. That's a huge margin. You know, now uh, rates have actually come down because they can't sell the mortgages. 
so that they're offering mortgages at four percent now however that comes with a bit of a catch it's only for uh just under four percent actually 3.9 percent but that 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 is where people have uh got a 40 percent deposit it's for first-time buyers uh 3.99 not four percent and these are lenders like virgin and hsbc uh because you know people can't afford them so they've got to sell mortgages in fact many of the banks have been laying off uh, mortgage appraisal staff in America because there's there's no work for them uh, and and this is this is happening now so so beware if you're buying anything at the moment I, I still think if you're a first-time buyer and you know you found your dream home and you've got your mortgage arranged and you can afford it then 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 go for it but uh, if you're if you're looking for buy to lets if you're looking for uh, flips and that sort of thing you've got to be very very careful at the moment and and make sure you buy right not not just buy anything and hope it will go up because it might not go up in the next few years. Now, experts believe that the market will fall this year, but not at the same rate in the UK as we're seeing in Sweden and Denmark. Uh, I think the UK is a bigger economy. There's there's a lot of demand here. There's still people coming into the country, uh, migrants and that sort of and that could keep things going. But despite this demand thing, this people say property prices won't crash because there's, there's demand. Well, there's always been demand for property. There's always been a shortage of property. Don't forget... Local authorities have not built any uh, council properties and, and serious uh, social housing since the 1970s. So there was always a pent up demand in the 80s and 90s. And yet there were still crashes because it depends on interest rates. It depends on the economy. Now, the government needs to fight inflation right? because, I mean, look, government workers in the UK are going on strike for inflation busting pay rises. Now, the government... Or well, the taxpayer can't afford to give these pay rises, so they need to get inflation down. They've shot themselves in the foot with this money printing. Trillions of dollars, euros and pounds have been printed, not just in the last couple of years, but since 2008, because they wanted to save the economy from going into to recession. So they printed all this money. Well, not quite just printing it literally, but it's quantitative easing. <coughs> so they've caused this problem, and now they're, they're between a rock and a hard place. So they've got to... Uh, drive the country into recession by putting up interest rates and that will affect the housing market now nobody wants to talk about it really because you know the housing market is so important to the economies of of countries like britain and canada uh, that they don't want the market to fall but you know i i just think that uh, transactions are down 30 percent uh buyer buyer inquiries were down at the lowest level since 2008 so you know like the overheated stock markets which are due for a crash uh, property markets regularly go through this 10 to 12 year cycle of boom and bust, right? There's always this boom and when everyone, there's cheap money and everyone's buying, 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 particularly investors. And, and then, then, then we see, uh, you know, this, this bust come to an end. And this, this current boom has been fueled, as I said, by this massive mon- money printing and low interest rates, artificially low interest rates. And, and now, uh, it's coming home to roost. And, and I think we are going to see a fall in property prices. Don't forget, interest rates in the UK have, have gone up by 40 times, actually. They've gone up from more than zero to, to, to just under 4%, uh, to 3.5%. You know, so things that are hitting people and, and this affordability gap is, is, is a problem. Now, of course, we've seen uh, help from parents for, for some people to buy properties. If they, they get money out of their their, their property that they bought years and years ago, they've got a lot of equity there. They can release equity to help their kids buy property. So, so there will still be people buying property. It's not going to completely grind to a halt and it's not going to crash all of a sudden like, like the stock market, I think, will. Uh, but 
uh, it, it is a problem. And this is not just in the UK and Europe, but this is this is a global phenomenon. I think we're going to see New Zealand going down, Australia, Canada, US and, and many parts of, of Europe, uh, because, you know, despite by demand, if people haven't got the money, if people can't get the mortgages, they can't afford things, they're not going to buy. Now, finally, just to end on a, on a bit of a, a lighter note, just like to say happy Valentine's to everyone out there. Happy Valentine's. And I saw a report uh, the other day saying things to watch out for with, with your, your, your loved one, your partner in financial ways, the, the, the financial red flags to watch out for. And some of them were obvious things like, you know, they hide their debts, they're, they're dishonest about money, this financial infidelity. Uh, there, were, there were things like if they're unusually uh, stingy, for instance, that, that's, that's one to watch out for. Or if they're unusually showy, they're trying to show off money that they may not have. But the biggest thing, the first thing on the list was actually their unwillingness to discuss money, their unwillingness to talk money. Maybe in the, especially in the UK, it's, it's not considered romantic or it's not considered the done thing to talk. We don't talk about money. No, no, we don't talk about money. Uh, it's just, just one of those things, isn't it? But you've got to be able to discuss money openly with your, with, with your partners. And, and that's something to watch out for if people are unwilling to, to discuss money. Uh, because if you're not unwilling, if you're not willing to, to sit down and work out your financial life, then what is your, your life together going to, to be like? Now, if you want to learn more about money, you want to learn more about controlling money, how to control money, then have a look at my free webinar this week, my three-step money management formula, uh, three steps to get control of your finances and 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 spending but not only to survive these hard times that we have ahead of us but to to thrive in in any economy uh because when it comes down to it, it it's what's going on in your own head and your own mindset that, that that counts more than what's going out on out there in the world so i'm going to give you some practical three steps simple steps to 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 uh to, to get control of your money and and really manage your money properly so to do check that out it's this wednesday 8 p.m i'll put a link up uh, in the description here and I will hopefully see you there okay thanks a lot and bye for now if, if you're in property at the moment just be careful uh, be be wise out there don't be reckless and just buy anything that's coming along just be careful out there I, I'm saying that you've got to be cautious at the moment in this market thanks a lot bye for now